This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. Before we begin today's podcast, I wanted to mention our newest sponsor, Homefield Apparel. They offer premium collegiate apparel with vintage college designs. They have over 150 colleges available, and they will be adding even more. Homefield digs through the archives and history of your school to find unique logos, mascots, and moments to make thoughtful designs for your school. Since I live in upstate New York, I thought it appropriate to support the Syracuse Orangemen. The one I have is a lightweight gray t-shirt with a logo of an angry-looking goat wearing a banner that reads, Go Orange. Why a goat, you ask? Well, Vita the Goat made appearances during Syracuse football games at Archbold Stadium in the 1920s, dressed with signage. It's very old school, and I'm kind of an old school guy, so it's appropriate for me. The shirt is very comfortable and lightweight, which is perfect for those hot summer days. And the logo and lettering isn't that cheap iron-on stuff that starts peeling off after wearing it a few times. New customers get 15% off of their first purchase. Just type in Sports History when you check out. Go to homefieldapparel.com. That's homefieldapparel.com. Now for today's podcast. Today I want to talk about one of the all-time great sports dynasties from 1921 to 1932, the New York Yankees were a force to be reckoned with. The Yankees became a professional baseball team in 1903, but weren't named the Yankees until 1913. For their first 11 years, they were the New York Highlanders, and from 1903 to 1920, the Highlanders slash Yankees didn't have much success with only seven winning seasons and zero pennants in 18 years of play. That changed in 1921 when the Yankees went 98 and 55 and won their first American League pennant. Babe Ruth, who the Yankees acquired from the Boston Red Sox in 1920, was a big reason for the team's sudden success. The former pitcher belted 59 home runs and drove in an astounding 171 runs. The team was again in the World Series the following year, but lost to the New York Giants for the second year in a row. In 1923, the Yankees won their third pennant in a row and defeated the Giants in the World Series to bring home their first world championship. Babe Ruth had another great year, smashing 41 home runs, driving in 131 runs, and coming very close to having a 400 batting average, finishing at 393. He also won the American League MVP award. The Yankees finished the 1924 season two games out of first place. But in 1925, they had their worst season since 1913, 
finishing the season 16 games below 500. Part of the reason for the disappointment was an aging pitching staff. Another reason was that the Babe missed 56 games, 40 due to an ulcer operation. One bright spot for the Yankees was a young first baseman named Lou Gehrig, who hit 20 home runs and batted 295. New York bounced back strong in 1926, winning their fourth pennant in six years. But the Yankees lost the World Series to the St. Louis Cardinals, four games to three. 1927 proved the Yankees' best year. The team put together one of the best seasons in Major League Baseball history, winning 114 games, including a four-game sweep of the Pittsburgh Pirates in the World Series. New York lost only 44 games that year. Their 722 winning percentage remains one of the best ever. History-wise, the Yankees were the first team in Major League Baseball history to reach triple figures in doubles, triples, and home runs. Ruth led the team with 60 home runs, followed by Garrick's 47. Six players had a batting average of over 300, with Garrick's 373 leading the way. Four players had over 100 RBIs. Garrick had 175, Ruth 164, Bob Musel 103, and Tony Lazari had 102. Garrick won the American League MVP. The Yankees' pitching staff was every bit as good as their hitting. Wade Hoyt went 22-7 with a 2.63 ERA, while Will Seymour went 19-7 with a 2.28 ERA. Urban Shocker went 18-6 with a 2.84 ERA, and Herb Pennock went 19-2 with a 3.0 ERA. The 1928 Yankees were almost as good as the 1927 team, winning 101 regular season games before sweeping the St. Louis Cardinals in the World Series. Garrick and Ruth continued to dominate. Ruth smashed 54 home runs and had 142 RBIs, while Garrick hit 374 while driving in 142 runs. Pitchers Wade Hoyt and George Pickgrass won a combined 47 games. The Yankees had 88 wins in 1929, 86 in 1930, and 94 in 1931, but those results weren't good enough to win pennants. The Philadelphia Athletics had over 100 wins in all three seasons and captured three consecutive American League crowns and two World Series trophies. Despite not being the best team, the Yankees still had some of the best players in the league. One reason the team was struggling was that their manager, Miller Huggins, who had led the team to six pennants and three World Championships, died toward the end of the 1929 season. Huggins was only 51 years old. 
Under the leadership of new manager Joe McCarthy, the Yankees were back on top in 1932, winning 107 regular season games and sweeping the Chicago Cubs in the World Series. Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig led the team in hitting, while Lefty Gomez and Red Ruffing led a top-notch pitching staff. It was the team's fourth world championship, and plenty more were to come. Tune in again next week when I'll talk about another great Yankees dynasty covering the years 1936 to 1943. And don't forget to subscribe for free so that you'll be notified every time a new podcast is released. Until next week, take care and God bless. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.